Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world and all we can think about is where... Where can I hook up my mom? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hello and welcome to Marketing Nerds. I'm Caitlin Rulin, social producer at Search Engine Journal, and today we'll be talking about how to really stand out on Instagram. We're joined by Noelle Federico, business manager and CMO of stock photography company DreamsTime.com. Noelle has more than 23 years of experience in all aspects of business management, finance, and development, as well as media relations, sales, and marketing. She teaches branding and marketing to small businesses and is the author of Notes on Branding as well as several other books. Noelle has been with Dreams Time since its inception and has helped to develop its presence in the U.S. Thanks so much for being here, Noelle. Sure, my pleasure. So you've worked in brands um, building their Instagram presence. Um, what are your key insights from this experience to kick us off? Like, where does a brand start in building their, their presence on Instagram? One of the biggest things in branding is to first get your messaging intact. So you want to make sure that all your social media mediums, um, that you have your messaging, you know, whatever your message is, whatever your brand is, that you want to be able to communicate that on all your social media platforms. So you want your Instagram platform to reflect that. So you want to be choosing content that backs up who you are as a brand and that supports your message. So for instance, if you're a candy company, you know, you don't want to have pictures of um, vegetables or dogs (laughs) or, you know, uh, books. (laughs) You want to have pictures of people eating your candy, your candy in packages, perhaps your candy being given as gifts. You know, you want to stay on point. So I think one of the biggest mistakes people make with social media is they go all over the place. Um, and they're not using their social media to support who they are as a brand. That's really what social media is for, to create engagement with your customers or your consumers. That's something that I've always told my clients, too. I think that's a really good point. It's like, don't have a social platform, just have a social platform where you update you know, anything on your brand. Like, it has to all be focused on your brand. Like, you're doing it for a reason. Um, And so while we're all really into Instagram when it comes to taking pictures of food, um, it's more difficult for brands using Instagram for business or blogging related um, stuff. Like not being able to use links aside from in our profiles is probably a big reason for that. I know we here at SEJ have come across that obstacle. Um, So how would you recommend brands really capitalize on this visual social media platform and stay on on point, on brand? Well, um So one of the companies that does a really good job of that is FedEx. So, and they are obviously not food. So what they do is they ask people to take pictures of their trucks where they see them. So if you go to their Instagram page, you may see uh, people with a FedEx package, or you may see a truck or a plane. Um, And so they have people, you know, in, so number one, that creates engagement because they've asked their consumers to post photos And number two, that just keeps reinforcing their brand because every time you go to their feed, you're seeing, you know, either a FedEx box, a FedEx envelope, a FedEx truck, a FedEx plane. And 
So if you're a brand that's not food oriented or fashion oriented, because those are natural fits for Instagram, yeah. you have to get a little bit more creative on how to engage your base. So Starbucks does a really good job of that as well. They ask people to photograph themselves in Starbucks um, stores and with Starbucks cups or drinks or, you know, so you'll see in the Starbucks feed, a lot of different people, you know, capturing a moment in time and they happen to have a Starbucks cup in their hand or they happen to be in a Starbucks store. So I think yeah, that, yeah. The, I think that the brands that are not like a simple hit, like, um, you know, fashion or food or even National Geographic, who's all about photos. And they do a phenomenal job with their Instagram, by the way, mm-hmm. that those companies, we need to get a little bit more creative for selling. If someone's selling a product or a service, um, you know, that that isn't food related or easily photographed, you have to see, you have to sort of think, how can I engage people and still hit my points on branding? Yeah. And I think that's a really good tactic is to like, I mean, we're all looking for engagement on the platform anyway. So why not try to bring your followers in to help you um, create, you know, stuff to go on to Instagram? Um, I love that you mentioned National Geographic. I was actually recording a podcast um, a month or two ago about branding. And that was one of the um, great brands that we were brought up was uh, National Geographic on Instagram. Um, I follow them and absolutely love all their stories that they do. Um, And just the fact that they're all over the world and can bring in these different photographers or different journalists to, you know, capitalize on the areas that they're in, in real time. Right. Um, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Continue. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, well, well, in doing research for this episode, I noticed that most brands see their biggest problem is getting followers. Um, And so if you don't have followers, it's hard to get that engagement to help them come up with content. Um, So do you recommend any particular tips for this? Or is it just consistency is the best way to increase your followers and presence? Well, definitely consistency is um, key to any social media platform and creating engagement there. So you want to be, you know, making frequent posts and you want to be posting original content. One of the biggest mistakes that companies make with social media is that they try to use it for a medium to sell. And that's not what it's for. Social media is to create um, a relationship with your consumer or your customer. So the way that you're going to create a relationship with someone is to give them something that they're looking for or something that they want or something that's of interest to them. So if you make and create original content that's engaging, you will naturally, even if you only have, let's say, 100 followers, if you can create something that's engaging that will be shared, you know, now you have 100 followers that just shared your picture or your Instagram or your Facebook post a hundred times. So now that's going to open up an avenue so that, you know, the people that they shared it to might like your page, they may share it again, it might go viral. And this is all based on companies being authentic in their creation of content. So when you're just, you know, you're not going to create a solid following by regurgitating content or just throwing something up there for the sake of saying that you posted something. Yes. So you really have to be creative and original and authentic. And I think, yeah, that's the the thing that tends to come up in any kind of social media conversation is that authenticity. Like, don't don't be somebody else's brand. Like, you have your own mission. You have your own, you know, strategy and guidelines. And so I guess something um, 
something that I was wondering was, could you give us like a few ideas of things to keep in mind when trying to come up with a strategy specifically for Instagram? Um, all social platforms, of course, have different tactics. And, and I know that Instagram strategy is, is hard for a lot of marketers. So first of all, you've got to post good photos. You need to either take your own and make sure that they're good and they're high resolution and if you're going to do something like post a quote in a photo, keep in mind that most people are reading things on their iPhones or on their mobile device or on their Droid. So if you're going to put words to a picture, if they are in a color that's unreadable because of the background of the photo or the words are too small or, you know, people are immediately just going to scroll by that because they're going to think that, you know, you didn't even take the time to post something that was legible. So you have to make sure that you're posting quality photos. You need to post photos that are legible, as I said. On Keep in mind that everything's on a mobile device now, pretty much. So mm -hmm. you want to look at what you're posting with the idea that whoever's going to be seeing it is going to be viewing it from a mobile device. And so then you have to say to yourself, is this engaging enough? People have very little time. So they're scrolling quickly through their feeds, you know, of Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So you want to capture their attention with something. You want to um, evoke emotion in them. So for an Instagram strategy, you want to be working with, you know, what is going to inspire people or what is going to make them stop for a moment and like your photo or share your photo or on Facebook, what's going to make them like your post or share your post it's going to have to be something that is engaging to them. So you, the people that are in charge of social media strategies really need to be creative because there's so much chatter out there mm -hmm. that you really, you know, if you're going to create a strategy that works, it has to be sourced in original content that's authentic um, and, and clear and legible and bright colors and, um, you know, engaging photos. So things that are not too busy, um, the photos should have a point, you know, they should be part of your strategy. They should somehow back up to whatever your messaging is on social media. Um, you know, if, if you're FedEx, you're trying to communicate that they're steadfast in their delivery, right? So taking pictures of their trucks and planes, that's sort of backing up the whole point that they get the job done, they get the stuff delivered. Um, if you're Oreo, you know, you want people to eat your cookies. So you're posting, you know, your strategy there should be to post compelling photos of your cookies and post compelling photos of people eating your cookies yeah. and maybe, you know, post some recipes. So the first thing to do in creating a strategy is come up with what are you, what is, what is your brand? What is your message? And what are you trying to create out of the engagement? Like you want people to engage with you. Why? You want them to buy your cookie or you want them to use your service or you want them to trust you or you want them to come into your store, you know, so you, you have to create that first and then work backwards from that and then pick content that's going to back up to that messaging. Definitely. And I mean, I think as I like, as a social media marketer myself, I have a little um, post-it note that I've kept on my computer for years now that asks just a few questions that I have to think about every time I'm writing a post or, or working on content to go out on social media. And it's one of the questions that I ask myself is, hey, what's in it for my readers? Like they're here for a reason. And I, I want to be able to create something that's unique for them for the purpose that they're following me, which is um, for SEJ, digital marketing. 
And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind is like, hey, create something authentic and unique for your customers. You're not trying to get every single customer in the world or every single viewer in the world. You're trying to get your target demographic. And I think a lot of, of marketers tend to forget that when you get into like the intricate details of things. They're like, oh, I need to have a post. So I think right. that's a really good point. Yeah, and you <clears throat> you hit on something valuable because, you know, I'm a graduate of the Dale Carnegie course. And one of the first things Dale Carnegie teaches you is, you know, to lead with what can you do for other people? And that's a really good strategy to employ in your social media, as well as any marketing strategy. Because as I said before, there's so much chatter out there and there's so many channels. You have to be able to stand out. What's going to make you stand out? The What's going to make you stand out is the way that you are serving, like you said, your particular segment of the people of the population that you're after, you want to super serve those people and you want to provide them with something that contributes to them. Mm -hmm. That's really what social media is for to create relationship and people will make a relationship with you if they trust you. And if you are contributing to them in some way, making them think about something, inspiring them like that. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, an excellent point across all social media, but um, especially for Instagram, which is a, a fairly new platform for brands, I feel like, especially when, when it's coming up with a specific strategy. So I think those were a lot of helpful points. Thank you. Sure. Instagram so, is a hard one too, right? Because like you said, it's, I mean, it's a brief moment in time. It's a picture. So yeah. you have to make that picture count. And a picture can be worth a thousand words if you put some thought into, you know, what that picture is going to be. Yeah. And it's very difficult because I know a lot of brands focus on links and referral traffic, and that's not something that you can really capitalize on too, too much with Instagram. So you have to look at, you know, different um, KPIs and, and metrics that, that we should be paying attention to, whether it be for brand awareness or, you know, just general knowledge about our, our company. So I guess what metrics should we be paying attention to in trying to gauge success when we're trying to, to talk to our, our C-suite? Um, what's important? I w- the, the thing that I feel is most important with social media is creating engagement. I mean, that's what you want to be able to prove to management is that your campaign created engagement and your strategy is creating engagement. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's a key metric. You know, if if I'm if I'm posting things all day long, nobody's liking them and nobody's sharing them, then really it's a moot point, right? Because yeah. my campaign hasn't done any good. So to me, the only thing that really matters in social media is how are people engaging with us? You know, what are what are they responding to? You know, following those trends. So seeing what you posted, what worked, what didn't work, what got the most engagement, and then do more of that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, we were talking a little bit about gaining followership and gaining that engagement. Um, and I know hashtags are obviously an important part of building your brand on Instagram and helping um, other people find you. So what do you recommend in capitalizing on this? Like, where can we find the best hashtags to use? Are there, is there too many hashtags that we could use in one point? Or is it just like, hey, do as many as are applicable? I think all like I think when I see a post that's got like a million hashtags, that personally drives me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh my goodness, people. <laughs> For me, I'm like, keep it short and sweet. You know, come up with 
maybe two or three or four hashtags that, you know, pretty much cover the engagement with your brand and, you know, hit on those, right? Because these hashtags that are like a whole sentence, I mean, my goodness, you know, who has time to like (laughs) that in to find out what's on the hashtag? I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. Me, no, I definitely know. agree. I'll see it and just be like, oh, wow, like you're desperate. Right? That's what I think. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, you didn't really give this much thought. You're basically just taking your whole train of thought and turning it into a hashtag. hashtag yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I'm up, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, two or three words, right? Find pithy. Um, again, your hashtag should be engaging, right? Like mm-hmm. two or three words that, um, you know, like how Nike has just do it. I'm, I'm sure they've created that into a hashtag, but that's one of their big mottos, you know, in their branding campaigns and their marketing campaigns. That's phenomenal because you remember that and it's short and it's sweet and it, it says the message and it gets the point across, you know? Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, shorter is better and, and creative is better. And I think that's a, a good rule. Yeah. Across social media, you know, the caption places are not that big. Like you said, we're all looking at it on mobile. So if you have to click the read more button and go below the fold, you're kind of wasting space. Not many people do that unless you catch them with that first line. And if that first line, every other word is a hashtag, people are probably are going to be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to scroll past. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I know I do. You know, when mm-hmm. I looking, even, you know, Twitter and I mean, I know Twitter's not that big of a deal anymore, but you know, the, the, the people that post on there, sometimes it's just like one word and then it's all hashtags. <laughs> it's like, what, are like, you, what are you trying to get across here? Right. I mean, what are you really communicating to me in that post? Nothing. You pretty much just lost me because, you know, you only said one word and the rest of it's hashtags. And I'm not going to go click those hashtags because I don't have time for that. Exactly. Yeah. So there are a lot of apps that are out there to help with like the editing to to create that um, creative or inspiring graphic, like you mentioned, Um, help with editing, text overlay. Um, I found some that even help with animation. So do you have any particular uh, recommendations of great apps that you've found or that you use? There's a couple of good ones for different things. So um, a lot of people like compelling black and white photography Mm -hmm. and... um, Instagram has some good filters, but they don't have uh, they don't have as finite black and as of black and white filters as they used to for some reason. So there's an app called Black, and there's another one called Camera Noir. Um, those are good for black and white photography. And there's an app called Boomerang that does a good job of if you want to make a short looping video. Mm-hmm. Um, Facetune is a good one if you're trying to, you know, if you're taking photographs of people and they need a little touch up (laughs) or they need a filter. Um, And Snapseed is great. Snapseed is a powerful editing, um, is a powerful editing app that I like. And Tipic, T-Y-P-I-C is a good one for text over photo. And um, layout is good for collages and pick stitch is good for that too. If you want to post, you know, a bunch of different photos in sort of a collage picture and you want it all to be in one Instagram post. So those are a couple of my favorites. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I hadn't heard of um, quite a few of these. That camera noir thing, I kind of want to download just because I feel like I'll feel fancy using it. Right? <laughs> we can create the compelling, like, Audrey Hepburn type photography. Exactly. Yeah, you instantly become a professional photographer then, right? Right, exactly. 
Then well, you have I, I to wonder think... when you see how much Facetune can do or Perfect 365, and then you have to wonder, like, when you see someone that's posted a photo of themselves, like, now I wonder to myself, okay, what editing tools did you use? <laughs> <laughs> what do you look like in real life? Exactly. <laughs> well, I think, you know, we all need a little help sometimes. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, those are all great suggestions. I'll definitely check out some of them. Um, I've seen one called Ripple, R-I-P-L, and I just recently started playing around with that. And I know in that um, particular app, you can put up a, a photo in the background, whether that be from a stock photography website or one of your own, and then you can do text overlays that are animated. Oh. And so I think that's an interesting, an interesting way to do something a little bit new. Like you're not necessarily doing a video, um, but you have like a still photo with important text. Um, and you can include a link in that, which is also really interesting. Oh, nice. I'll have to check yeah. that one out myself. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, I haven't played around with it too much, but I found it the other day and um, we're interested in, we're building up our Instagram for SEJ right now. And so um, all of these apps and stuff, my, my phone is just full of them now. I hear you there. <laughs> and then, I mean, something else, like you kind of touched on it a little bit, but Instagram does have some great filters, especially for color photos. And, and then you can go in and even tweak those filters a little bit. And that, I think, has kind of helps brands create that general brand consistency where it's like, oh, okay, like I see a photo in my stream and I know that it's from National Geographic, or I know it's from Starbucks, because not necessarily because of the picture itself, but because of the the type of editing, the type of filter. Like it, it becomes your your brand, right? Part of your brand. Yeah, agreed. So I, you touched on a little bit earlier with FedEx, Starbucks, Nat Geo. Um, what other brands have you seen at the cutting edge of Instagram? Um, anything else besides those three really stand out? Sure. Um, I've got a couple more favorites. Um, so Ben and Jerry's <laughs> does a really good job. They have about 635,000 followers. What they do a good job of is just like the names of their ice cream. They have clever captions and they have funny comments and lots of times they'll put ingredients together and take a picture of that, you know, and then hashtag it with the name of the ice cream that it goes, that those components are in. So that's just a way of I think being creative um, and keeping their people engaged. And of course you're looking at it and then you think, Oh my God, I would love some of that ice cream right now. <laughs> I think it works well yeah. in all ways. Um, there's a company called Chubbies and they just do a cool job because they make American flag shorts and that's what they do. And they just have like all these compelling sort of photo story type photos that, um, you know, of people wearing their shorts doing different things like an mm -hmm. impromptu wedding or the impromptu proposal or, you know, so that I like companies that are sort of cutting edge, being creative, you know, doing something cool that you don't see all the time. Of course, Nike does a phenomenal brand. They have like 47.4 million followers and they use a combination of images from their ad campaigns, which people recognize. And of course, they have a lot of high price profile spokespeople. Um, and they also have, you know, all those inspirational athlete stories. So they do a combination of all that stuff on their Instagram feed. And I find that to be really compelling. I like the stuff that inspires me. So often when I don't feel like working out, I'll go hit up a Nike Instagram feed and, you know, be like, oh, I really should get into him <laughs> because these people are putting me to shame. So I like companies that are using their social media to inspire. Those companies are always some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And um, ASOS, 
ASOS, which is a um, British, I believe a British clothing company. They have 313,000 follow, uh, 313, followers. But what they do is they let other people post and they give them an underscore at ASOS. So it starts with like ASOS and then underscore like Carrie or Jane or you know, like that. And then those people have their own feeds, but then they're linking back to the master brand and it's people wearing their clothes and it's people doing, you know, fun, compelling stuff while wearing, you know, the line that they manufacture. So that's kind of cool. And yeah, that's, that's a, really interesting. It's a different way to create engagement. And then one of my, obviously National Geographic, we both mentioned. And then one of my other favorites is dictionary.com. Because really? They, they stay true to their brand and they just post word of the day. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> and they that's do. Consistency, right. you know. But they have 101,000 followers, you know, which is kind of a lot for the fact that, you know, of what they are and that they're just doing word of the day. But to me, that goes to prove that if you stay consistent with your brand and your messaging, you know, you will create a following because people will be interested in, in the particular thing that you're trying to um, market or sell or create engagement for. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of like, I mean, like you mentioned with Chubbies or ASOS, like um, shorts and everyday life sort of thing. Um, I think Chubbies does an amazing job across the board. I am, um, my little brother wears those shorts. So last Christmas I bought him a pair um, and got on their email marketing um, list. And they send hilarious updates. And then the same thing I've seen with like their Instagram or Twitter. Like it's just all so creative, but relatable. It's like, I don't know how you come up with so much stuff about clothing, but they do. And they do it like in a really creative, like, okay, like this isn't just like another ad for, you know, red, white, and blue shorts. Um, And and that's, I think that's one of the things. It's not addy. It's just very much like, hey, like, these are everyday things. Like people wear our shorts in real life. Look here. It's like, this is what we do and we do it well. I'm, I'm a big advocate that if you just stick to what you do and you do it really well, you will attract the people that want to be a part of your brand or want to buy your product. You know, they'll want to be, they'll naturally want to be a part of what you're doing because you're doing it so well. Yeah. And it's like, you, you know, your brand, you're, you're a specialist at that. There's a reason your brand is your brand. So obviously if you focus on that versus something that's totally out, you know, on a limb, then you're going to do better at the stuff that you know, you know? And I think uh, you touched on captions as well when you were going over some of your favorite brands. Um, And I think that's a really important thing that people often forget um, for Instagram, especially. Um, They think, okay, every, all of the focus should go into the photo, but people do read the captions as well. Like it's an important component to go with the photo. And so if you can think up something clever to go in there, you don't necessarily have to do as much text overlay or work on the photo. Like they should work hand in hand, right? Right. Correct. And, you know, compelling, short, pithy to the point, you know, um, text under the photo is always good. I will say that National Geographic has sort of gone outside the box on that because if you said that you follow them as well, but you know, their text under the photo is always extensive. They take more of a journalistic approach to describing each photo. And it does really well. They have a huge amount of followers. So to me, that says it doesn't always have to be short, but it needs to be compelling. I think that works for them because what's captioned under each photo is very compelling. You know, if it's a um, an animal that's 
an endangered species, they give a short, you know, story about that particular animal and and w why it's endangered or um, where it came from or where it was captured or whatever. And people, you know, are interested in that. So I think if you're going to use text and put that under your photo, doesn't always have to be short, but it definitely needs to be compelling and engaging. And like you said, work hand in hand with the photo itself. Yeah. And, and with the National Geographic thing, you know, with the, they are a journalistic company, like you said, they, people expect to, to read with National Geographic because it's journalistic, it's a magazine. Um, whereas, you know, maybe if FedEx had a huge right. paragraph underneath, <laughs> like nobody's really interested in reading that. But like with National Geographic, you expect it because that goes along the lines with their brand. True that. <laughs> So I guess um, now that we're coming to an end, I guess, do you have any other tips that we haven't spoken about yet that you'd like to, to leave with our listeners? My biggest thing to leave with people on creating a strategy and the best way to do that is being authentic like you and I both touched on. And the best brands that are on Instagram are being authentic and they're using their posts to build trust and create engagement. And they're using creative and informative content and shareable, highly shareable content. So your focus should be engaging people, not selling widgets or even selling cookies or even selling coffee for Starbucks. You know, your intention with social media should always be to create relationship. And that naturally will create engagement, which will naturally make your campaigns a success. I think that's a perfect point. Creating relationships is what we should be always focusing on. Right. Relationships are what will make your business work no matter what venue you're using. You know, no matter if you're putting an article in a magazine or you're using a television ad or you're on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest, you, you want to create some kind of a relationship with the person on the other end that's looking at whatever it is that you've put out there. You want mm -hmm. them to want to come back and see what else you have, or you want them to, you know, go to your site and, and find out more about you because they feel so compelled because you've created something that has inspired them or engaged them in some way. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I feel like I learned a lot and got a lot of good things to go research now um, after the podcast. So um, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for tuning in to Marketing Nerds today. Um, our guest was Noelle Federico, business manager and CMO of dreamstime.com. As always, you can tweet us with any questions or comments at hashtag marketing nerds. And thanks to everyone who has left a rating or review in iTunes. They really help others discover the show. And we will talk to you all next week. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.